Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. Come on in the room. Come on in the room. Come on, y'all. Good morning. My coffee is right. (laughs) Somebody was already sharing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing. Um, Close his door, then. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. And we glorify you. We thank you, Father God, for fresh starts and new beginnings. Good morning. Hey, I see y'all coming in. Good morning, Kedra. Good morning, Nia. Good morning, Masa. Good morning, my Renaissance grandma. Good morning. Good morning, Taurus. Good morning, Connie. Good morning, DeShannon. Good morning, Cherie. Good morning, Insta. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. 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 Oh my God. We're going to get started in just a second. Father God, we thank you for peace. We thank you for joy. We thank you for love. We thank you for strength. Good morning. Welcome. How y'all doing this morning? I'm riding a little off, but that's okay. Good morning. Hey, Uncle Frankie. Good morning. When I be having my greats on, I get excited. Good morning. How y'all doing? Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning. Welcome. Hey, Miara. Good morning, Carla. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see y'all sharing. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, and it does matter what page you're sharing from, but try to share for the from the Lakeisha M. Johnson page if you're on Facebook. Thank y'all. Good morning. Oh, my gosh. Yesterday was so good. Today going to be even so better. Come on. Y'all excited. I'm excited. Y'all excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for the word um, that the Lord is bringing forth today. Yesterday was something else. If you missed yesterday's devotional, go back and get it. Oh, my gosh. Um, We are talking about how we're to confess our faults. This is based on a scripture, James 5 and 16, and just breaking down. Um, some things that have happened over the years in the church, um, um, woo, things that have occurred that have not allowed us the free space. Hey, Juanita, uh, Juanita, you've been with us a long time. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for even j- just thank you, Juanita. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for inviting people in. Um, so this morning's devotional is called T- Trapped in Trauma. And I'm going to explain what that means in just a second. We're going to get into the word today. And I just need y'all to give this. Let me give this to y'all the way the Lord has been giving it to me, because I told you guys significantly this was going to be a week where the Lord healed some wrong thoughtfulness, some wrong ways of thinking. 
um, how we've treated each other, um, if we're going to be in a position where people will can, can confess to us, whoo, can really talk to us about where they are. And we're going to have to be a little bit more humble. And we're going to have to do this thing the way that the Lord has taught us to do this thing. So let's pray. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for being a good shepherd. Thank you for your faithfulness to your people. Thank you, Father God, that you are the king over this kingdom. Woo! Thank you, Father God, for your power that's demonstrated and seen throughout the earth, Lord God. We ask for a move. We ask for awakening. We thank you that revival is breaking out. We thank you, Lord God, that changing change is coming. We thank you, Lord God, that you are opening the eyes of our understanding. We thank you, Father God, that you are healing the land, that you are healing the government, that you are healing the education system, that you are healing um businesses, that you are healing, Father God, um, the mountain of media, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that you are healing health care, that we are seeing more of your presence throughout the land, more of your presence in our homes, more of your presence on our job, more of your presence, Father God, in our schools and in our children, Lord God. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for more of your presence, more of you, more of you in the grocery store, more of you in the club, more of you in the strip club, Lord God, more of you, Lord God. We need you, Lord God. We don't want to go throughout through this day without you, Lord God. We want to carry you with us wherever we go. We need you wherever we go. More of you in our cars. Come on, Lord God. More of you in the subways, more of you on the trains, more of you in the planes, more of you in the airports, Lord God more of you in the prison, Lord God. We need more of you. We need more of you and less of us. Father God, forgive us of our sins, the ones that we've committed knowingly and unknowingly, Lord God. And Father God, open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of which you've called us to be in Christ Jesus and that revelation knowledge. Woo! My God, we receive revelation. Lord, give us revelation today as we read your word. Give us revelation today, Lord God, as we seek your face. Give us revelation and understanding of who you are, Lord God, that you are greater than a religion, that you are greater than a person, that you are greater than a circumstance or a situation, Lord God. Open the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. And actually, my uncle, it's so funny, he probably doesn't, I don't even know if he remembers this, but he is um, the one reason that I pray um, for revelation. We were having a, a Bible study or a service at church, and he said, before I read the word, I ask God to give me revelation of his word. So before you get into the word of God, ask him to give you revelation of what he's saying, and then go study, as Timothy said, to show yourself approved. Ooh, come on, come on, come on. We're going to learn to study. We ain't, we ain't going to just take somebody's word. We're going to learn to study. We're going to learn to spend some time in the word. We're going to learn to get the context of the scripture. We're going to learn how to rightly divide the word of God so that we walk in the fullness we're not going to get hyped off what we think the word is saying and where we have error, right? Error, right? Where we have error, right? Then we're going to see God um, and we're going to experience God differently. So there is a scripture. I love this today. Um, and my trapped in trauma may not sound like anybody else's, 
Um, and we were really, I was really breaking this down and work. I'm going to go back and give you the scripture that we're on. I'm going to go, go back and give you um, some of the context of the verse. And then we're going to get right back into the part for today. So let's start in James 13. It says, if anyone, and I'm reading the Amplified version of the Bible, if you want to know where I'm at. Um, as anyone, if anyone around, is anyone among you, it asks the question, is anyone among you suffering, right? That's what the 13th verse says. And then the 14th verse says, is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders, the spiritual leaders of the church, and they are to pray. I need to be very clear today. I am not talking about pastors and I'm talking about the church as a whole. I'm talking about us as leaders as a whole. I'm talking about even the spirit, those that are spiritual leaders in our home. You got to dig deep because when I've been wounded, I will take some a discussion or I will take a reference and I will put it on a particular situation and I will avoid myself. We all have a responsibility to what's being taught today. Can you put that in your notes? Can you put that in your, your, your somewhere? I have a responsibility to what's being taught today. We all have a responsibility to what's being taught today. This is not just on the pastor. This is not just on the minister. This is not like we all have a responsibility to what's being taught today. This is for all of us. This is to change all of us. This is so that we all can walk into a different and a greater capacity of what God called me to do. Can y'all hear me okay? Somebody said the audio is pausing on Facebook. So, you know, I said, thank you. I have a responsibility to what's being taught today. I have a responsibility, not, not somebody else. I'm not responsible for what anybody else gets out of this. I have a responsibility to what is being taught today. So we're in the book of James. James is teaching us this verse. And this is so powerful. And this started with a message from my cousin who talked about the, the lack of confession in the church, right? And when he started talking about, okay, thank you. When he started talking about a lack of confession in the church, I had to go dig into these set of verses to see where James was coming from, right? He tells us to confess our faults and our sins to one another. He tells us if we need healing, um, that we're to be able to go to the spirit. Thank you, Shanquita, that we're supposed to be able to go to the elders and the spiritual leaders, and they're supposed to be able to pray over us and anoint us with oil. Well, if there is a lack of confession in the church, if there's a lack of confession in my home, then there's something that has kept us from confessing. Woo! There's something that has blinded us or hindered us from, from confessing. And so yesterday we started this journey talking about what a confession was, that a confession that's necessary is to declare, to say out loud, to exclaim, to blurt. Um, when we confess, we destroy whatever the devil is telling us. I'm going to get into that a little bit deeper. When we confess our faults, the Greek terminology of this is a failing in somewhere in my life. There's somewhere in my life that I'm failing. There's somewhere in my life that I got wrong thoughts. There's somewhere in my life that I'm caught up in something that may not glorify God, that may not be pleasing to God, right? This can be sin or this can be a way you think. Come on, somebody, this can be sin or this can be a way that I think, right? And so the person, I may have accidentally bumped into this. Um, I may have intentionally walked in this. I may have wrong doctrine. I may have wrong teaching. Um, I may just have um, something that I'm caught up in. The whole point is 
There has to be a space where I can confess. There has to be a space where I can confess. There has to be a precedent where I can talk. Come on. There has to be a space. There has to be a space available where I can talk. So yesterday we talked about some things, right? What confession was. And then we talked about we don't want to meet two people because it could shut them down from confessing. So I want to talk to you about a little another piece of this because I know that there's a freedom that God is trying to bring us in our relationships, right? I know that there's something that God is trying to do to turn up our relationships, not just the relationships in the church, but also the relationships in our home. And so as I was meditating on this a little bit later, I thought about how we hear when someone is trying to confess to us. Woo! My God. And it's not what what has transpired next is not necessarily biblical or scriptural. It's what our human nature has done in response when someone brings us something that triggers our trauma. Woo! Oh my God, my God. Some, when God, when someone brings us something that triggers our trauma. So let me read a little one. He says, any more of one of you sick, he must call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him, anoint him with oil. And we'll talk about the anointing of oil because some of y'all are so scared of the anointing of oil because you've never been taught what it meant. And since you've never been taught what it meant, You'll run from it or you're fearful of it when it has significant spiritual meaning in that time and that era. Come on now. He says, and the prayer, he says, and the, and they are to pray over him, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up as if he is committed. And if he, and if he is committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins one to another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The point of the confession is so that you can be healed, Nia, so you can be healed, Teresa, so you can be healed, Sonia. The point of the confession is so that you can be healed and you can be restored. The point of the confession is not so that you can badger me. The point of the confession is not so you can degrade me. The, the point of the confession is not so that you can give me all this personal advice that may not be relevant. Yesterday's message was allow me to be able to talk to you. Woo! Just allow me to be able to talk to you. Allow me to be able to bring what I need to bring to you. Allow me to be able to say what I need to say to you. And I started meditating on this deeper because you got to remember the devil is relentless at keeping the church at odds. Woo! Come on. The devil is relentless. The devil is relentless. He knows that if he can break up unity, he is, he loves to destroy unity at home. He loves to destroy unity between the relationships. He loves to destroy unity at work. He knows, come on now. He knows for a fact, right? That if I, yeah, somebody said, as my cousin Sonia said, confession is good for the soul. He knows for a fact, if he can disrupt or create a space that I don't feel safe in, I'll, I'll never bring to you what I need to get healed from. Woo! I'll never, I'll never bring to you what I need to bring to you to get healed from. I'll never come to you openly. I'll never share with you the things that I'm supposed to um, share with you right now. So I talked about being trapped in trauma and I'm going to present this to you. 
and, and it's going to help us heal today because I know this has been a huge part. And I'm going to give you a few examples um, to help you think, oh my gosh, have I been operating in this? Because if my trauma, because you need to understand what I'm talking about when I say trauma, when we have been traumatized by events and things that have occurred um, in our life, right? Um, trauma, uh, trauma is a distress, um, a disturbing experience, a physical injury, right? When we have had a distress or a disturbing experience, there's a marker in our psyche, in our brain for what has happened to us, right? And sometimes after we've been traumatized, especially if we have not been healed and we have not worked through the process, then there are triggers. Woo! Somebody say, I might have triggers. I'm talking about make this personal. Say, I might have triggers that I might have triggers, right? And if I have triggers, then my likelihood that you are able to talk to me in a very safe space becomes lower and lower. Because if you say something that triggers me, that brings me back to the place where I was distressed, come on now, that brings me back to the place of how I was talked to, that brings me back to the place of how I was treated, then your mechanism, your brain is going to do two or things. Your body is going to do two or things, Shannon. You're going to either fight or you're going to fly. That's, that's just how we respond. We either going to fight in the scenario or we're going to fly. And what I mean by fight in the scenario or fly, I've already formulated an opinion of what you're trying to, come on, y'all, of what you're trying to say to me or bring to me, right? And so trauma has keep created a trap and I can only respond in a certain way when it comes to certain circumstances or certain situations, right? And so then if you bring me or confess to me something that I have experienced before, especially if I feel like I was on the receiving end of the distress or the stressor, then what's going to happen is I'm likely going to shut down and not provide you a safe space in which you will talk. Because I'm already formulating an opinion in my head of where this is going and where you are. And what you really needed for me is to be able to confess to you where I am. So I don't even know if Jess is on here this morning yet. Um, recently, Jess and I were having, a, I needed to confess. I told you, you got to have somebody you can confess to, um, but that also knows the word. You got to have a safe place. You got to have a vulnerable place. You got to have somebody you can bring anything to. So recently I had confessed, come on now, I'm just going to help us with some examples. I had confessed, I was bringing Jess a circumstance that came into my life. And I was like, look, this is what's going down. This is what I feel like it is. I'm not sure. Her first initial response, and I'm telling you this because she told me I could tell you this. Her first initial response was because this triggered something in her. There she go. Hey, baby, this triggered something in her. Her first initial response was to respond to me based on what she thought she was hearing based on what she thought she was experiencing and she was not even listening to me. And so she was about to shut down on me on something that I did not need her to shut down. She was forming an opinion. When I am trapped in my trauma, I will form an opinion 
Um, my thoughts will become overwhelmed. Um, when fear is there, fear it's happening to me all over again, fear this how, of how this is going to turn out. Fear will also, in my head, create where I am um, forming all these narratives. Come on now. Where I'm forming, forming all these narratives of what's going to happen next, what the situation is going to be, how the situation is going to be. And then I will shut down. She was starting to shut down on me and not provide a safe space for me to even be able to talk to her about this thing. But because of the nature of our relationship, I was and, and, and where we are, she was able to come to me and say to me, this conversation is making me uncomfortable. And I started placing myself in this conversation and then I couldn't even hear you. And I was saying to her, I know you were placing yourself in this conversation because I'm saying something important to you because I don't want to get caught up in a trap. I'm bringing this to her because I don't want to be caught in the trap. I'm bringing up this to her because I don't want to be deceived. I'm bringing this to her because I'm unsure about the situation and I need her to pray me on the situation. But because of her past hurt, her past mistakes um, or other things that had happened to her, at first she could not hear me. This is so prevalent in our relationships. This is so prevalent in our churches. This is so prevalent among our friendships. And we can't even hear. Come on now. We cannot even hear. I can't even hear what you're saying to me. I can't even fathom what you're saying to me because I'm still either offended or hurt or this looks like or I'm justifying how ungodly this is. This is the nature of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious people, they were trying to catch Jesus up all the time in what he was saying because it didn't sound like what fit their religious agenda. And because of it, because of their religious agenda, because of what they thought was right, people were not getting healed or people were not getting the experiences that they were supposed to be getting at the church. And when Jesus came, oh my God, he didn't address your sin, your issues. He addressed the fact that you were there because you needed to be healed. You were reaching for, he addressed the sin and the issues and whatever the problem was later. He provided a space for you to be able to reach in and say, you know what? Something in my life is not aligned up. Let me go back here. When we go to James, come on now. We've been to help. We've been to heal. We've been to get healed. We've been to get healthy. We've been to get whole so that we can, right? We can. So we can be, when James is dealing with this, right? When he's first dealing with this verse and he's first talking about this verse, um, people have said, okay, James was talking about spiritual healing. James was talking about um, um, physical healing. Whether he was talking about spiritual healing or physical healing, he gave a pattern. Come on now. He gave a pattern. He gave a pattern of a weakness. He gave a pattern of, um, he gave a pattern of something going on. And what he simply gave was the possibility of how we are to respond so that it creates a space. Well, if my if trauma is fresh 
or real or whatever else, then I won't even hear what you're saying to me and provide you the space. And then I'm not even praying. I am judging you based on what you brought me because I'm offended by it, because I'm not uncomfortable, because I'm uncomfortable with it, um, because I don't believe in it, because I don't line it, align with it. Um, and then instead of me being in the position to pray for you, woo, instead of me being in the position to pray for you, I'm not in the position to pray for you because the traumatic experience has trapped me in a pattern of thinking that does not allow me to operate free so that I can be in position. Come on now. So that I can be in position the way that I need to be in position so that you can bring me your faults. <laughs> so you can have a very transparent place of thinking. So let me give you a, another example. Um, a few years ago, one of my sons, my older sons, had come to me and was telling me about all these things going on in his life. And as he's listening, I'm coming back. I'm quoting scripture. I'm hitting him with all this other stuff. I'm coming in and out, telling him all this other stuff. I'm saying all this other stuff. I'm doing all this other stuff. And then guess what happens? He pauses me and he says, mother, I don't need my pastor right now. That's not what I need you to be. I need to talk to my mother. Woo! I need to talk to my mother. And I had to pause and to realize that it just even my past experiences of what I thought talking to my mother looked like. Woo! My God. Just said it will feel, she said, it'll feel like a front row seat to what you thought was over. Like, feel like a front row seat. So I had to pause and go, oh my God, I'm not even giving him a safe space in which he can talk to me, in which he can share with me because I'm trying to pastor. And I don't even know if it's proper pastoring based on what the word says. I don't even know if it's proper passing. This child is hurt. He is bringing me his hurts. And I'm trying to solve his problems the way that I think that he should be solved, which could also be a problem because I'm a woman, just being real. And he may need some male background, point of view. I'm trying to solve his problems based on the way I think they should be solved. And he is saying to me, no, I need a safe space to be able to share with you where I am, you not judge where I am, and you provide a space and a comfort that a mother is supposed to, to provide, which is nurture and love. We got to do better. James says here, if anyone around you is suffering, he must pray. Is anyone joyful? He is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Call for the elders of the church there to pray over him, anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. <laughs> that that's that's what we to do. That that's that's it. That it didn't talk about giving a plethora of advice. It didn't talk about. Um, and sometimes we can't advise when we ain't been there no way, right? It didn't talk about um, judging the situation. It didn't tell you. Um, it didn't tell you how you're supposed to mistreat person. My dad often has prostitutes show up at his church and they are dressed as is. 
and he has told his church members, don't you dare look at them strange. Don't you dare say anything to them. We just need to catch them. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. We just need to catch them. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. Malisha, yeah, because if I'm coming to you to confess to you, I probably already know what's wrong. If I'm coming to you to confess to you, I'm coming to you because I'm weary. I'm coming to you because I'm caught up. I'm coming to you because I'm in a trap. I'm coming to you because I need some help. I'm coming to you because I need a safe space. And whatever you have been through, whatever you, I'm coming to you because I need to tell you where I don't get it. I'm coming to you because I need to tell you what I don't understand. I'm coming, I'm coming to you. Even if I come, even if I come to you about you, I need to be able to come to you about you. I need to be able to have a place of safety where we talk. And I'm going to be honest and real. If someone brings something to you whoo, that's hurtful or hard, then the best and safe thing we, safest thing that we can do is pause, is pause and say, you know what? I'm probably not the best person for you to talk to about this because this feels um, hard for me because I've experienced something similar to this. So I got to work through my own trauma and make sure my lens of trauma and make sure the things that I'm not doing through is skewing my perspective of how I handle you and how I deal with you or even my level of a comfortability with how I handle you and how I deal with you. The trap of trauma will create something that does not provide a safe space for people to be where they are, going through what they're going through, um, and getting what they need. This includes our children. Some of us have forgot what type of team. Now, if you ain't never did nothing all your life, then that may even be hard for you. I mean, I was talking, thinking about something this morning, and then I'm going to pray and wrap this up. This deep, this deep. I told y'all this is healing. This deep. I'm, I was thinking about this something this morning. If you've never, if you've never, ever, ever, ever been through the things that I've been through, then God may have not reached for you and done the things that He's done to demonstrate He is God in my life. Right? When we we when we will negate a miracle or negate an experience somebody has had with God because we ain't never been in the places they've been through. We will negate a need of another person, which is something else I'm gonna bring up tomorrow. We'll negate a need of another person because we ain't never been through what they've been through. And because I ain't never, you don't need all that because I've never been through what you've been through. Woo! And because I've never been through what you've been through, then I don't provide a safe place for you to be able to confess. I don't provide a safe place for you to be able to talk because I've never been through what you've been through. I'm just, this is the word. Is it, If anyone among you is suffering, he must pray. Is anyone joyful? He is to sing praises. Anyone among you sick, he must call on the elders, the spiritual leaders, and they are to pray over him, anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. This is how we get ready to get healed. This is how our relationships get ready to be healed. 
But you got to make sure your trauma don't have you trapped in a cycle of thinking that keeps um, people from being able to talk to you, that keeps your people from being able to share with you. We are in an era and a space where mental health is at an all-time all high. Mental health amongst kids. Um, and the trap of your trauma will trip you up and make you not a good friend and make you not a good person because you hearing me through your experiences. And what you hear is how you treat me. And the sum total of your experiences is what you believe and it will impact how you judge me, what you see, and how you respond to what's next. That's it. We need this. It's hard. It's big. It's deep. But we need it. We need it because if people are going to be able to confess and get healed, there has to be a space, Jennifer. There has to be a space, Cassandra. There has to be a space where they can come in and confess so that they can get healed. <laughs> this is why therapy is at an all-time high. Because in therapy, right, you're provided a safe place where, and they're under an oath where they can't put your business or judge you. They have to look at you from a professional set. Lord, we need a professional set of eyes. We need a spiritual set of eyes when we're dealing with your people. We need to be able to pause and hear you on a circumstance and situation before we advance. We need to make sure the trauma, traumatic experiences that we have had are not hindering how we hear, see, or treat another person. I love y'all. I know it's deep. I know it's deep. I know it's deep. I, I know it's. I know it's deep. I know it's deep. It's deep. Like it's it's deep. It's a deep. This deep this morning. This this is deep. But if we're gonna have safe practices and safe spaces in our marriages, then guess what? We're gonna have to deal with the trauma so we can hear our spouses when they bring stuff to us we may not like to hear. If we're gonna have safe spaces with our children then guess what? We're going to have to deal with our own trauma so that we can hear them when they bring um, their mistakes, their sins, their errors, their ways to us. If we're going to have safe spaces in our churches, we're going to have to um, deal with our trauma so that we can hear, <laughs> so that we can be able to provide a space where people can get healed. The church is supposed to be a place so we can get healed. Relationships are supposed to be a place um, so we can get healed. We it's, it's, just, it's deep. Just we just go into the word. I love y'all. Let me pray. Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for opening our eyes to see where we may be trapped in our trauma, that we're not allowing our brothers and sisters, our husbands, our wives, our daughters to be a, the freedom to be able to speak, the freedom to be able to share. Lord, forgive us for judging people based on our traumatic experiences, Lord God, and heal us. Pour, Mary David said, pour fresh oil, pour oil on us. <laughs> Let your resurrection power be seen in us so that we can get healed and the church and the friendships become a safe space again. <laughs> in Jesus' name, amen. Two things. If the Lord places you to partner with this ministry, and what I mean by partner is give a sow a seed, give a donation. Ties, all that. We're 501c3. Go over to the website. 
lmjministries.org. You can give there. You can find about, find about us. You can see Feed the Streets and all the programs and things that we do. If the Lord places on your heart to give, go ahead and give today. You can cash at us, dollar sign, L-M-J-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. You can do it as there, do it there as well. My second thing to you, how all your healing begins is, is through Jesus. I would tell anybody Jesus changed my life. And y'all know my story. At 27, I got baptized again because I needed Jesus. I needed Jesus from a whole uh, different space. Like I didn't know Jesus and I thought he did. So I had a conversion at 27. I really don't feel like I met Jesus until I turned 27. If that's you and you feel oppressed that you need to know this, Jesus, I need you to repeat after me, right? You got to confess that he died for your sins and rose again and, and accept him. It starts with the confession. Dear Jesus, <laughs> I'm asking you to come into my life to take away my sins. I acknowledge you died on the cross for those sins and rose again. Please, Father God, lead me, guide me, and direct me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed this prayer, then do me a favor. Send me an email, info at justbeinglmj.com, and do me a favor. Let me um let me pray for you. Let me disciple you. Um, Thea, that's real. Thea said she had to step away a lot of people from heal from her trauma and the trauma she had caused others and then come back when the healing has happened. Sometimes we have to step away and come back when the healing has happened. Sometimes we have to become more self-aware that we are trapped in trauma. We don't even know we trapped in our traumatic experience. We don't even know the trauma leads us and has us emotional and all over the place. So let me just pray this real quick. Lord, please reveal to us. Woo. Please reveal to us the traumatic experiences that are hindering and leading our relationships in Jesus name. Amen. 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 I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you so much more. We will be back here. Um, 6 a.m. Still dealing with this. Got one more perspective that the Lord showed me right? We all going to work in this thing together so that we can get healed, so we can get healthy, so we can be whole, so that our churches can be healed. And so people can have a safe place to return. Woo! People need a place to return. People need a place to go. A lot of people don't want to come to the church. You know why? Can I say this, Lord? You know why people call church? The church is hypocritical, right? Because the church won't provide a safe place for people to show up in their mess. Because we won't, and then, then I catch you doing the same thing that you told me, or you treated me like crap for. So why the word says, um, judge ye not, or ye shall be judged. Deal with the plank in your own eye. You're looking at the speck of dust in my eye, but you got a whole plank in my eye. People won't come back to the church and attend church and be in the church and cause the church hypocritical. Because people come to the church in pain and instead of the church allowing them to confess their pain and love them in their pain and deal with them and pray and anoint oil on them, um, they feel the judgment and the condemnation and the criticism. So I don't want to be in no place where I already know I need help and then you make me feel worse. I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to do My kids are not going to bring things to me 
I got to tell you a funny. And then I'm going to go. Judah, when he was about fourth grade or fifth grade, came to me and he said, I'm afraid to talk to you. And this devastated me because one of the things that I work really hard on is him and Josiah to have a safe space to tell me anything. And I love him through it. And when he told me why, he was like, because I like a girl. And because I have been my own traumatic experiences, I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. I'm going to get into some detail with this of how we, us, how we do this. Because of where I felt like him liking a girl would lead him, I had miscommunicated that it was normal for him to like a girl. And he thought I was just anti-relationship. And he was crying. And I had to hug him and hold him and reset this thing and say, I'm totally cool with you liking a girl. You're going to like a girl. You're supposed to like a girl. What I was should have been saying was, it's too young for you in the fourth grade to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. That's what I should have communicated. And I didn't communicate that correctly. And he didn't feel like he had a safe space to talk to me about all um, he didn't have a safe space to be able to talk to me about what he was feeling at that time. So now I'm like, I have to provide a space, safe space, because he's 12, 13, pubescent, and he likes girls. <laughs> and he likes pretty girls. And I have to have a space where he can come to me and say, I like this girl. And then we navigate through the space together, and I still communicate. You're too young to date, bud, but you get to like her. Since I've taken the weight of that off of him, he'll talk to me about absolutely almost anything. But I had to change my how I was hearing my thoughts and beliefs to provide the space where he could talk. I love y'all. I'll see y'all in the morning. Share this. Share this devotional. This devotional need to be seen. This devotional need to be heard so that we can get healed. We get healed. We need healing to occur in our relationships with our children, with our spouses and everyone else. I'll see y'all in the morning. 6 a.m. Love, peace woo, and blessings. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.